Hi, this is Jim Kelly. Welcome to the Free Reads Podcast. If you listened to the last installment, then you've already heard my inadequate excuses for taking the entire summer and some of the fall off. I hope you weren't too put off by the switch I've made from fiction to reportage and cut-rate punditry. I'm afraid I still can't let you in on my big secret, but I'll spill it real soon now. Promise. Meanwhile, I'm going to continue to cover some of the greatest hits of my column on the net, which appears regularly in Asimov's science fiction magazine. My beat in this column is to seek out Skiffy on the web. In each installment, I point my readers toward cool sites that I've discovered and natter on about things I know practically nothing about. Now, as you know, websites come and go, and some of the columns I plan to read first saw print several years ago. Practically an eon in internet time. I'm not going to try to update the links. You'll just have to test them for yourself. And instead of posting show notes, I'll be sending you to the columns themselves, which live in an archive on my website. This installment is from August of 2004. As always, I'm releasing it under a Creative Commons license. Feel free to share this as you wish. And if you're so inclined to drop a little something in my PayPal account, hey, thanks a lot. And now, time travel. Section 1. Stranded. I got this odd spam last year. Maybe you did, too. Apparently, it showed up in a lot of inboxes looking something like this. Hello. I'm a time traveler stuck here in 2003. Upon arriving here, my dimensional warp generator stopped working. I trusted a company here by the name of LLC Lasers to repair my Generation 3524350A watch unit, and they fled on me. I am going to need a new DWG unit, preferably the rechargeable AMD wristwatch model, with the GRC79 induction motor, 4180200 warp stabilizers, 512 gigabytes of SRAM, and the menu-driven GWI with front panel XID display. The Time Traveler continues. In terms of payment, I don't have any galactic credits left. Payment can be in platinum, gold, or 2003 currency upon safe delivery of unit. At the time, I thought this was a clever hoax, and that its loopy specificity was a comment on the rubber science we skiffy writers so casually deploy. Alas, the truth is both sadder and darker. It seems, according to Wired News, that the perpetrator is a delusional 22-year-old from Woburn, Massachusetts, who claims to have sent nearly 100 million copies of this bizarre email. But what if he really were from the future? Section 2. Fermi's Question The great physicist Enrico Fermi gave his name to a paradox that continues to bedevil those involved in the search for extraterrestrial life. If advanced civilizations are common, as some believe, Fermi asked, where are they? The fact that no E.T. has introduced itself to President Bush, that we know of, would seem to be a compelling argument for the proposition that we are alone in the universe. But maybe not. If, as we saw in the previous installment, 
faster than light travel is either impossible or incredibly difficult, then any number of civilizations could be flourishing in the distant reaches of our galaxy, and we might never know. Of course, the Fermi paradox also applies to time travel. If it were possible, then where are all the tourists from the future? For reasons that escape me, the science of faster-than-light, FTL, travel, has always been more respectable than the science of time travel. But when serious-minded people like physicist Kip Thorne took a careful look at both possibilities, it turned out that they were very much related. Einstein's theory of general relativity tells us that time is part of space, so that if we find some way to warp space, we will also have found a way to warp time. For a primer on this, check out the website NOVA put up as a companion to its episode, Time Travel. Science writer John Gribben sets out the issues in rather more detail in Everything You Always Wanted to Know About Time Travel. He points out that the key to traveling through time, as well as jumping through hyperspace, is wormhole engineering. I won't rehearse the difficulties inherent in creating such a transportation system, other than to note that it would take the total energy output of many, many stars just to open the wormhole. String theory physicist and science writer Michu Kaku gave a interview last fall in which he offered the most up-to-date assessment of the plausibility of time travel. In addition to wormhole engineering, he mentioned quantum teleportation. This is not science fiction anymore, he said. Now, to be real, we are not talking about sending Captain Kirk across space and time. But we are talking about sending individual photons across space. In a few decades, maybe we will teleport the first virus, if the virus consists of a few thousand molecules. But by far, the most comprehensive site about the science of time travel is Time Travel, put up by two British professors, S. Preston and K.D. Hammonds. These scientists acknowledge the staggering technical difficulties involved in time travel, but are nonetheless true believers. As they write, this website is dedicated to the explanation of why time travel is possible in both a forward and backward direction. We discuss many of the common objections to time travel and we show that these objections are without foundation. One thing that comes clear from perusing all these sites is that no lone genius is going to whip up a time machine in his private laboratory. If time travel is to be achieved, it will demand almost unimaginable expenditures of energy, material, and, well, time. Section 3, Wells's Kids Arguments could be made for Charles Dickens, having written the first time travel story in 1843 and calling it A Christmas Carol. Or for Mark Twain, having written it in 1889 and calling it A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. But these would not be very convincing arguments, in my opinion. Pride of Place goes to Herbert George Wells for dreaming up the time machine in 1895. What makes this the first science fiction time travel story is that the time traveler actually builds his machine. He is not surprised to find himself scooting back and forth through time as in the Dickens 
or the twain. He intends it, and he has a theory. Clearly, the time traveler proceeded, any real body must have extension in four dimensions. It must have length, breadth, thickness, and duration. But through a natural infirmity of the flesh, which I will explain to you in a moment, we incline to overlook this fact. There are really four dimensions, three which we call the three planes of space, and a fourth, time. There is, however, a tendency to draw an unreal distinction between the former three dimensions and the latter, because it happens that our consciousness moves intermittently in one direction, along the latter, from the beginning to the end of our lives. Of course, Wells isn't as interested in the conceit of the time machine as he is in restaging the clash between Victoria working and ruling classes, or in showing us humanity's ultimate evanescence. But while readers today may only be mildly interested in his take on politics and the end of the world as we know it, they are still fascinated by Wells's idea of traveling through time. If you want to see just how much Wells has influenced our culture, stop by Andy's Anachronisms. I love both the ambition and simplicity of this personal site. There are no fancy graphics or streaming media here. Andy just writes, and writes perceptively. This site has evolved out of my lifelong fascination with all things related to time and time travel. I hope that in sharing my collection of references and reviews, that other like-minded souls will benefit from this site, and that in turn you, the visitor, may provide me with new references and insight. Although clearly a work in progress, this site is already the most complete listing of time travel fiction, film, television, and music on the web. He mentions about a hundred movies, thirty-odd TV series, and maybe eighty short stories, and a clutch of novels. For all the fiction on his lists, he offers summaries and astute evaluations. Though he hasn't reviewed all the media on his lists, a mercy, actually, he is usually spot on when he does comment. This site is full of wonderful factoids like this. Produced as a filler segment for J. Ward's Rocky and Bullwinkle series beginning in 1959, Peabody's Improbable History, to the best of my knowledge, qualifies as the first time travel series produced for television. I must say, however, that I am not at all sure that I agree with Andy's exegesis of the Talking Heads classic tune, Once in a Lifetime. Part of our fascination with time travel has to do with the havoc it would seem to wreak with causality. The famous grandfather paradox asks what would happen if a time traveler went into the past and killed his grandfather when grandpa was just a boy. One of Robert Heinlein's most famous stories, All You Zombies, might best be described as the grandfather paradox on steroids. If this story doesn't make your head spin, then you are reading the wrong magazine, my friend. Check out astronomer James Schombert's site, where he has undertaken to diagram the main character's family tree. The Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophies, Time Travel and Modern Physics is a learned and abstruse examination of the varieties of time travel paradoxes. Much of it zinged over the head of this befuddled English major, alas. Time travel paradoxes offers a more accessible tour of possible solutions to causality violation.
including the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. Section 4. Exit. Only about half the sites in the time travel web ring are worth a click. There are a couple of Back to the Future homage sites and some personal sites which are only partially about time travel. And then there are the wackos. I must say that one of these took my breath away. The Time Travel Fund, trademark, your ticket to the future, explains that although time travel may be possible, it is a long way off. No doubt, centuries away. Next comes the pitch. Q. How does this help me? A. The concept is that one day it may be possible for people living far in the future to retrieve you from your current frame of reference, their past, your present, and bring you into the future, their present, your future. Q. Why would they want to? A. That is the purpose of our fund. The simple answer is, we pay them to bring you into the future. Yes, folks, for a mere $10, you can invest in the time travel fund. And through the miracle of compound interest, your investment will be worth billions by the time your great-to-the-fiftieth grandchildren lasso that wormhole and invent time travel. The custodians of the fund will then pay to have you snatched from the 21st century and carried off to live in 30,004. Some may scoff, but hey, if you really want to visit the future someday, ten bucks is a hell of a lot cheaper than what it would cost to have your head cryogenically frozen. That's it for time travel, but click back here again soon. Next time, I'll take you on an extended tour of the dark net. Until then, this is Jim Kelly. Thanks for sticking with Free Reads.